Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Earl Ming, and Earl is a new member on our AGC Missouri Board of Directors. Earl is a project manager for Alberici Constructors. Earl, thank you for agreeing to be on our board, and thank you for being our guest today. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. Earl, how did you get from being Earl Ming, the little guy in grade school, to being Earl Ming, the project manager for Alberici? I don't know if it's a long story, but I went to college and, and studied mechanical engineering. And I my first internship was with the aircraft company. And I've, you know, as in, I guess in, in uh, going through that internship, I found out that manufacturing in general, air, the aircraft industry, that was not for me. And so then I applied for a second internship with another construction firm working out at the uh, Lambert expansion project when mm-hmm. they when they uh, added the additional runway and I loved it I loved being out in the field I loved you know interacting with the workforce on site I, I just loved that there was uh, always change and, and reacting to change and and just the uh, fast-paced environment so that was my my first introduction to construction so that was probably early 2000. I want to say somewhere around mm-hmm. then. That and, sounds about and, the time they were doing that expansion, <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I, I did finish my degree in mechanical engineering and went on to uh, work for that firm on the airport uh, for about two years. And then I actually applied for a position at Alberici, and I've been at Alberici uh, for just over 15 years now. Wow. So what are you doing? What project are you working for? them now what's your project manager duties right now Uh, i'm currently working on the uh, mls stadium project that's Uh, pretty exciting oh yes very exciting high visibility project yes yes so alberici is it's a joint venture so it's alberici mortensen and keely and then alberici is also performing self-performed concrete and uh, self-performed steel, and Hillsdale is fabricating the steel. So I'm a, I'm a part of the self-performed team. I'm managing the concrete scope of work, and that's actually under the Keeneland division of, of Alberici. So this is a big piece of actually being out in the field and making sure this, this – you're not just sitting in a trailer all day. You're making sure this is actually happening. Oh, yeah, I get, I get out in the field every chance I can get. Of course, I, there's things I have to do you know, from a management standpoint to require me to be at my computer. But, uh, no, I'm out in the field. I'm interacting. And, and yes, it's, again, my, my draw to construction. Now, when's the outlook for when that is going to be completed? When are they going to kick the first soccer ball around? Well, kicking the first soccer ball around might be different than when it's going to be completed. <laughs> um, completing it is around May of 2022. But actually kicking the first soccer ball around – that may be a, another year because the uh, MLS decided to postpone the season for a year due to COVID. 
So the soccer stadium will be finished and ready for use in 2022 then? Correct, correct. Well, it sounds like a pretty ambitious schedule, I would guess. Any big surprises on the project? Usually when you're working in a brownfield like that, there are some little things that pop up. Yes, there, there's been a few little things. I, I would say there's a the big item that was a surprise is there's a natural spring that sits within the property limits. And we were not aware of that until we were excavating one of the areas. Uh, so now we're in the process of dealing with that natural spring. And, and maybe just an interesting fact is in doing some research, they found out that originally there was a uh, an old vinegar plant that sat over that site that used the natural spring as its water source. Wow. So this goes back, you'd have to research papers back in like the 1800s to find that out. But we are now in the process of getting a design to build some additional structures to handle that water from the spring and, and make sure it does not affect the field or the pitch. So they will have the greenest grass in town. <laughs> the greenest grass in town, <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Earl... You've been around the industry for a long time now, since 2000. What are some of the challenges that you see currently, and what are some of the challenges you see ahead for construction? I think, especially from coming from the self-performed side, I think one of our challenges is, is just getting new people interested in joining the, the labor workforce. Even looking at you know some of our more senior experienced hands that are in the field we don't have a, a lot of younger guys coming in behind them younger guys and girls coming in behind them so I just think that's that's a big push of just trying to get people more excited in in the labor force and I think it's starting to happen but I don't know if there's the the numbers replacing as as our craft get older and older now when you're talking to young people what do you tell them what's your selling point if you see some young person it's like well why would I get into construction? You know, I, I've, I've in talking to a lot of people, you find out there, there are some people they're not, you know, they want a good career, but they're not necessarily interested in going to college. Um, and I would say the trades is is a great career for you. One, you you get the training. Two, I mean, it's kind of like I said, it's the environment's always changing, the work's always challenging, and and three, it's a great paying job. You know, it's it's a career that you can have and and make a living and support your family. Again, even going through that craft route, there's still a lot of opportunities in most construction companies, even if you wanted to get into management. You know, that that, that route is still there if you want to take that path. Do you see that a lot within Alberici and Hillsdale and your part of the world? Yeah, we, we have had members of our who have started out working as somebody in the craft who, you know, I'll be honest with my boss, you know, who the, the manager of Keeneland, he started out as a carpenter for Alberici, and now he's the general manager of, of Keeneland Constructor. So if that's the route you want to take, there there is a path for you. That field knowledge is really valuable when you're moving up through the chain like that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't, uh, you can't beat it. You know, knowing how things work in the field, knowing, you know, how the different scopes interact, Having that knowledge is, uh, I mean, it's key pretty much. Now, you have not even been to your first AGC Missouri board meeting yet. So what are your expectations or your hopes for your time as a board member? You know, coming in, I think from my standpoint, it's, it's going to be a lot of learning of how the organization works. 
you know, I have a, a general understanding of what the organization does, but, you know, kind of how I fit in, how I can contribute. So I'm, I'm going to spend some time up front just trying to learn more and, and get a better understanding of the organization. But I think it's also going to give me the opportunity to, to network, uh, to get to know other people in this industry, in this area, and, and maybe maybe even beyond this area. What sort of contributions would you like to make? I definitely would like to participate in diversity, getting you know more people of color in this industry, both on the labor side and on the management side. That is something I'm, I'm definitely passionate about. What do you think some of the barriers are for that right now? You know, I think one barrier is just knowledge of this industry. Understanding or lack of understanding? Yeah, lack of understanding, lack of understanding of, of how to get started in this industry. You know, when I, again, I look at a lot of the labor we have, and a lot of times it's, uh, it, you know, it's a father who starts as a carpenter, and then the son becomes a carpenter, and then that son becomes a carpenter. And so it's there's kind of this generational, you know, sharing of that knowledge. And in some cases, if you, if you don't have that, you just you just don't know. And, and so it's just, it's one, getting these people to the table, giving, getting people of color to have the opportunity. And two, you know, I think once, once you start getting them more and more in there, they're going to be able to share that knowledge and, and it'll kind of be a snowball effect. So this is really a multi-generational crawl and walk and run sort of a thing? Yeah, and I would agree with that. That's, that's hard though. I mean, like you said, it is hard to overcome some of those misunderstandings of what it means to be in construction or some of the things that go on or don't go on on the job site. Correct. Yeah. And I admit, I didn't, I, you know, I came from a family that didn't have a lot of people in construction. I did have an uncle who uh, was an engineer, so had some familiarity and he actually helped me get my first internship. So, I, I mean, again, even without that, I may not be here today. You're exactly right. I mean, you see the same names, you see the same follow through when you go from generation to generation. And that does take time. Yeah. Well, Earl, you're a young man. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening over the next four years. When we look at the change in administration, we look at what's going on in Washington, D.C. How do you see that impacting you or what are you, what's your take on that whole situation? Well, what's happening in Washington, D.C. currently is, is a little crazy. Obviously, our, our country is, a, is fractured right now, and, and, you know, I don't know if I have the answers of how we come back together. You know, honestly, just taking another approach, how, we, how it affects the construction industry is I think there's going to be more environmental push. So you're going to see a lot of uh, work open up for water industry. There may be work that opens up in the power industry as far as how to get carbon emissions down. So I think, you know, from a construction standpoint, there's definitely going to be more work opening up, maybe not in the, in the first year, but in, in the years to come with this administration coming in. But, yeah, the, the administration, you know, locally, uh, nationally, they've got their work cut out as far as just getting us – you know, back to a, a, a more cohesive. I don't, I don't know how they do that, but that's probably a different, a different conversation. Well, I think when you talk about environmental changes, I think, as you said, there's going to be some sort of an infrastructure bill that's going to be passed. And I think what we traditionally have thought of as infrastructure, as roads and bridges, is going to see a lot of expansion into those other areas you talked about, wastewater, 
solar, wind, all those other sort of things are going to be a whole new platform of opportunities for our contractors. Yes, yes, I agree. And, and I think even just general infrastructure, you're probably right because the government's going to be looking to get people back to work. Yeah, you know the the there's a lot of people who aren't working right now. So how can we generate this economy? And I think that may be one area they're going to look at. And to go back to your discussion earlier, great opportunity for young people to get into an industry. It's ready to take off. Correct. Is you're right. If the work opens up, we're going to need people to uh, fill those seats. Earl, I really appreciate your taking time today to do this. I appreciate your willingness to support AGC of Missouri and be on the board. And I hope that a couple of years from now, you're moving up the chain here within AGC, just like you're talking about moving up the chain within Albarisi. Lynn, thank you for having me. This is my first podcast, and I've enjoyed it. But again, thanks again for having me. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcastAGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.